Thank you for tuning into Sochcast. We hope you enjoy this uninterrupted listening experience. But before that, please do listen to these messages that come from those that support your favorite show. Raj Naik's talk show Fridays Live features high-profile guests from various walks of life who engage in a free-flowing and inspiring chat with him. Welcome to Fridays Live with me, Raj Naik. This evening with me, I have a very dear friend who is uh, extremely serious about everything in life, <laughs> and yet he makes you laugh. You know, he calls himself uh, the henpecked husband. Who isn't? You know, the very few admit it. He admits it openly on his social media, and he needs no introduction. He's a very, very famous comedian. He's uh, been one of the persons who was on the initial Netflix show where they had a lot of uh, comedians from all over the world, and uh, he's moved away from corporate life. He calls himself the from CEO to CEO. You know, from a chief executive officer to a chief entertainment officer, and that. is my dear friend atul katri atul thank you very much for being on this show thank you so much raj thank you for having me over here i'm a big fan of your fridays live and uh, so you know when i i'm like an old man i walk every evening for an hour hour and a half and that's the time i listen to podcasts and interviews and i am a big uh, ardent fan of your fridays live so thank you so much for having me here it's like a fan moment you know you listen to a podcast and then one day you're invited for that so it's a, it's one of those moments so thank you so much so atul uh, I told you what the show is all about. I don't even call it a show. I call it the live chat, and it's all about uh, getting to know each other. You know, we know each other. We've known each other. We know of each other, but we really, <laughs> really don't know each other. Okay. You know, and uh, and sometimes it could be your neighbor, like you mentioned. You know, yeah. you can do, and uh, uh, and it's as simple as that. So this live chat is all about. It's a very thrilling live chat. It's a uh, Uh, basically, getting to know you and getting uh, people who know about you for them to know you, and for people who don't know about you to get to know you, and that's that's what this is all about. So, you know, one of the most interesting thing I noticed on your social media when uh, you write yourself, your Twitter handle is called One by Two. Yeah. Uh, why One by Two? Uh, so one by two is this very unique concept of India. Like when we go out and we order soups, you know, we do one by two because finally we pay for one. But we know we are getting around 1.2, 1.25, which is so lovely and so unique to India. And uh, so, my actually my first set, which I ever did on stage when I hit my first open mic, I wrote about this one by two soup. You know, my experience with this one by two soup. How you go, you can you can very confidently walk into any restaurant in India and say, make my soup three by thirteen, two by eighteen. Make it any weird <laughs> combinations. No, not two by eighteen. Two by eighteen will give you nine. But no, no, it's, you have to give it like two by twenty-three. and somehow they get you that and i think that's so lovely so unique to india so i love this word to this term one by two so uh, i i just love it so I, that's that's why i a lot of my handles are at one by two yeah and what made you actually upfront right henpecked husband you know i think because i generally believe i'm a henpecked husband you know you heard of wife abusers i think i'm a wife abusee you know where <laughs> in the sense that uh, uh, and i think it's good i think when a husband is henpecked uh, you know the marriage uh, is long lasting and uh, you you very quickly come to terms it's good uh, as a comedian you uh, uh, you uh, love you know first love to self replicate yourself and i think that way i have acknowledged and admitted it takes a lot of attention for sure <laughs> yeah so i i'm proud of that actually yeah i love my wife and good that she's uh, keeping me under control yeah what's your wife's name 
Actually, Shaguna. Shaguna. And what does she Shaguna, do? Shaguna, Shaguna. Yeah. Shaguna, okay. Yeah. So Shaguna is uh, actually she's a BN economics, but uh, she was uh, she's also a hairstylist. She has a salon in Juhu, wow. which has been running since the last uh, I think twelve uh, years or fifteen years, and uh, and last four five years, not in the pandemic, the last four five years, she's also become a home baker. So she's uh, she makes these sardo breads and pokashas and things like that. So she's sort of running like two parallel businesses, uh, uh, all from sort of home only, but. Yeah, so she's a, I would say, hairstylist, come baker, and uh, yeah, so that's see, what she does. See, that's it. I mean, I know you, and I know you live in Jew, and we know about each other, but I, I didn't know this part of it. And yes. what's the salon's name? What's it called? Uh there's no really name. So behind the house, we had a garage, and she just operates from there based on appointments. Yes. Uh, but she's been there, and she's fairly popular in the in the in the area. And uh, yeah, that's 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 yes. it. And and uh, kids. So I have two daughters. My elder daughter is 25. My younger daughter is 23. My elder daughter Mishti, uh, she is a fitness instructor. Uh, she has just completed her MSc in sports nutrition from UK. She in fact just came back in September uh, to 2020. And my elder daughter has finished her MA in clinical psychology, and she's now working with a renowned psychiatrist. Oh, interesting. In fact, my my elder daughter did her masters in clinical psychology before going off to now she's doing a PhD. In okay. Yeah. And what are their names? Uh, Mishti and Dia. The elder one is Mishti, and the younger one is Dia. Yeah. Mishti and Dia. Great. So, so Atul, tell me something about your. Uh, let's go back, rewind, and go to your childhood. So, tell me something about your childhood. I mean, tell me about yourself. Yeah. So, I'm a Bombay boy, uh, and uh, I, I grew up. I, I was born in Car, uh, suburb of Car, and we were there till uh, uh, 1975, uh, and uh, we were very. Typical conservative, uh, uh, close-knit Sindhi family. We are uh, uh, four siblings. I'm the youngest one. Uh, I have an elder sister, then a brother, and a sister, and then then me. And uh, grew up in Car, uh, studied in Bandra, and uh, in '75, '76 we moved to Juhu. And since then I've already been living in Juhu all that while. And you know, I used to I tell people that from from my house I could see Juhu Beach. Now you can't even see the. <laughs> You can't even see a coconut tree. That's a different how Jew is developed. And then, uh, so I I did my science here in Jaihind College, and then I did my engineering again from Thadomal Shani College of Engineering. And uh, this was I finished in eighty nine ninety, and that time my brother had started a computer business, and quickly I got into that. And both he, me, and some other directors we ran that business. In the year two uh, thousand, I uh, got this uh, Chevening scholarship. Chevening uh, or Chevening? How do you pronounce it? I know some people say Chevening, some say Chevening. It's a it's a scholarship given by the British uh, uh, Council, by the British government. So I did management at the Manchester Business School, and uh, yes, uh, came back and uh, uh, was continuing my business and uh, quickly. I mean, just to sort of sum it up, and at the age of 44 in 2012, I decided let me do something more with my life. So it was just started with a like a hobby. Uh, tried. My hands at a lot of different things. I wanted to become a bartender. I thought I wanted to become a DJ, and then finally, I think I settled at stand-up comedy. It started with an open mic, and then uh, did both my work and uh, my my comedy uh, for like for four years. And at the age of forty-eight, uh, in two thousand sixteen, I quit my job completely and got full-time into stand-up comedy. Yeah, this is in a nutshell, in a synopsis. Yeah. But w- what attracted you towards comedy? I mean, how did you how did you decide that this is what I want to do? 
uh, so really when i went for my first open mic there was no really i just wanted to try something so it, okay so just rewind back to 2012 when i was 44 maybe i call it midlife crisis uh, you know i was in an it job which was fairly uh, you know very very strenuous like most it jobs i was i was actually a part of sales and service of my i was heading my uh, uh, that division in my company and there we look at we look at com- uh, you know customers servers their networks their pcs you know and very very high end critical equipment and that's really a 24 7 365 kind of a job you know especially we were a, we were not a huge company we were a small medium business company fairly profitable and uh, but the buck really stopped here so i was really getting burnt out and my wife actually asked me that listen why don't you do something more your life just can't be like morning from 9 to night 9 you know 7 days a week 8 6 days a week you're just burning yourself out uh, you know just i used to go to the gym and you know a little bit of social and you have sindhi blood in you so the entrepreneurial thing is there yeah 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 so <laughs> that was there and uh, so she said you must try something different so i said yeah why not and maybe it was you know you and at 44 you realize it's you know you're at your peak and after that is all downhill maybe so i said let me try my hand at something else so i started with the uh, i used to love you know mixing uh, uh, music at home uh, english music and uh, so i said let me try to become a dj so i went for a dj course and uh, and the dj didn't turn up only he was he overslept and uh, <laughs> so then i said that uh, okay uh, this is not for me maybe god didn't want this to me so then i think after a week or two i signed up for a bartending course you know that time there was this lady called shakti basu she had uh, come up with a institute called the stir academy uh, where i think she had come from america and she started this academy of flair bartending it was somewhere in dadar so again i signed up for a course it was on a sunday afternoon uh, but i am uh, you know very uh, i'm a typical sindhi so on sunday we have a very very heavy lunch and uh, and i overslept and i had never made it for the course so first because of the dj slept sleeping and the second because of my oversleeping i missed both these sort of careers that would have gone into and uh, stand up comedy sort of happened is like i started at the time really uh, raj is that the stand up comedy scene this is i'm talking about in 2012 just really coming up we had a comedy club in bombay at the palladium mall called the comedy store earlier which became the canvas laugh club and right now as we speak it is the shutdown and uh, so i went and watched some comedy shows there and i said hey maybe i can do it you know uh, because uh, okay when i look back i was the funny guy in my uh, in my friend circle and my family circle uh, you know every friend circle has this one guy who comes and cracks jokes and is sort of you know uh, i maybe when i look back i think i was maybe that guy and uh, and uh, what happened in 2010 i had joined facebook and facebook was really the first platform which came where you could you know write your you know the quote of the day or the status update and used to get instant gratification from friends and family and actually some of my biggest influences earlier were behram contractor you know bzb uh, and then uh, yeah. nana palkiwala uh, used to run this talk of the town for the quote of the day so those are my you know uh, uh, nana chudasman nati sorry nana chudasman i'm so sorry my my mistake she and I, i never missed a single column of bzb as long as he is to write in the oh, he was beautiful yeah yeah so i mean that satire political satire just satire uh, and uh, and uh, so i used to uh, 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 i was a big fan of those people so i used to write my quote of the day update of the day it could be bollywood politics uh, whatever you know about life and people used to say hey you are very funny you are very funny or very original why don't you try your hand at stand up comedy but honestly i didn't know what stand up comedy was obviously i was a big fan of johnny liver rajesh shivastha that was the time that india laughter challenge was on on tv and uh, 
and I said maybe I should give it a try. So actually, it was a New Year resolution, first Jan 2012. I said uh, let me do something. So I signed up for a comedy open mic, and comedy open mic is the only way to get into a stand-up comedy uh, in the business. There's no other way. Uh, we don't have nepotism in stand-up comedy. Like you know, you have to be funny. It's very simple. Go up on stage, write jokes. If the crowd laughs, you're funny. If you're not funny, you know they don't laugh. So. So I wrote a set, and it was I think on second or third Feb 2012. I went up on stage for the first time and delivered some jokes, and people liked it. I met the other comedians and said, "Hey, you are very funny. You have an original voice. You know, just don't take it off your bucket list and then never come back. Please, you're you're funny. You know, go for it." And Raj, honestly, you know, after running 25 years of business, where you're in a very different orbit, suddenly I remember the first that night where I went for my open night, uh, open mic, and the laughter. Was such that I didn't think I. I remember I didn't sleep for three nights. It was just you know resonating in my head. It is it gives you such an high, such a you know dopamine hit, and that was very addictive. I said now let me go back again. Then I went for another open mic, and that's how it started. Went for more open mics. Started getting into the routine, and within eight months, nine months, I was getting paid for it. I never knew there was money in comedy, <laughs> and uh, so I did this for four years. And then uh, at 2016, I quit all this and got full time into comedy. So yeah, it was started with an open mic, started with a hobby. Never sort of at that time, I didn't even know that I would this would be my second life as such. So yeah, so it worked that's, out well. That's so fascinating and so interesting. So tell me, I mean, uh, you know. I would assume open mic is going there on stage and you know I mean uh, performing like you said and if you're funny people laugh then you're funny. Uh, what was that fear? I mean, what was that thoughts going on in your head? Because you know when you have a successful life and you're doing well and you know at 44 it's not even that you're starting your career to go in there and have that. Obviously, you would have that fear of failure, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, 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 uh, so first of all, I we didn't tell my children about it because that time my elder daughter was 17, younger was 15. We didn't tell them. I, my wife asked me, "Do you want me to come with you?" I said, "Yeah, please come," because I know it was it was uh, in Worli. I said, "If I bomb, I don't want to jump off the ceiling." So please come with me uh, as moral support. We didn't tell our children. We just told them we are going out for dinner. And How old were they then? How old were they then? 17 and 15. 17. No. Yeah, so they were in actually in college then, you know, and uh, uh, and uh, I had written a set, I had practiced it, uh, and also a lot of things. So uh, I was not one of those guys who in school or college are into elocutions or debates, you know. I had tremendous stage fear that time. I still have it now, It's become less, but at that time I had tremendous stage fear. And I remember I wrote a set, practiced for hours, when I was to drive to work, wherever you know, in front of the mirror, sit and practice it. And uh, and I remember when I went, when my name was called out, uh, you know, I went on stage, I held the mic, and you know, my legs were shivering, my throat became dry. I felt there was no floor underneath. But because I sort of mugged up my set so well that I delivered it nicely, and it did very well on 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 stage, you know. And the people, there's a 30, 35 people, uh, you know, in the audience. They liked it, but there were eight, nine comedians. Uh, they also liked it, and. Uh, At that time, most of the open mics there used to be a contest. You know, whoever was the funniest, they used to give them a small, like a token uh, uh, prize. So I won that my first open mic. I was the funniest that night, and uh, uh, yeah, and the and the prize actually that time for winning uh, was that in the next uh, comedy show which the organizer would arrange, I would get a five-minute spot. You know, uh, so how stand-up comedy works is you typically start with a three or a five minutes, then you slowly write more, write more, write more, write more. 
and then you have like a very solid 30 minutes or a 40 minutes and you know so that's when you are called to be like a headliner so that's how internationally how most comedy uh, the the stand up comedy scene works so yeah so the, i had to kill a lot of demons within me to get on stage it was not very easy for me still it's not easy every uh, before every show before every interview you have you know uh, rats running in your stomach you do i stop eating one hour before i just keep on sipping water and just you know keep pacing up and down in the green room because you know it's a live audience you don't know how it's going to be you know it's you don't know what day they have been through they've had a bad day they have a good day they may have had a bad experience at the comedy club so when you go on stage they anyway hating you you know so it's all of things which work in a live uh, atmosphere you know in a live environment so uh, that's very interesting you said that uh, i'm just trying to recollect uh, you you never told your daughters right i mean i can understand I and mean, every parents want in their eyes of their children they want them to uh, shine right <laughs> so so do they take you seriously i mean do they take you do they find your jokes funny so with them i do a lot of my dad jokes you know typical dad jokes like on diwali i put on the lights and say kya diwali hai kya itni light kyun chalu hai you know so i do all those dad jokes with them and uh, and uh, yeah they do find me funny i i was funnier with them before before also and uh, but now i think i think i don't know i'm just i just feel i think that they have got more respect for me because you know they know how tough the line is because all of their friends have tried to get into comedy they have not been successful so they know how tough it is to go up on stage and make people laugh and especially in today's environment where you know anything hits you any news happens within one hour you have 200 jokes coming on that same topic so when you go on stage and your jokes have to rise above them otherwise you know the audience will say are ye to humne internet pe sun liya why the why we paying so much money to come and watch him so it i think made a comedian's job more more difficult in terms of writing more better and smarter jokes what was your first joke would you remember yeah actually my first joke was this one by two so i'll i'll, I'll tell you it was like so i remember as a child i used to go to nsai club uh, uh, in worli uh, so uh, my dad had this group my parents had this group of friends they had their kids so all of us like you know we used to be 15 20 more or less every sunday we used to go to nsai club and uh, there was an aunt uh, one of our aunts and i you know we and we were like we were we must be 10 12 or whatever and we used to go there and order our soup so waiters to come acha aap kya soup piyoge we used to acha i have a tomato soup i have a sweet corn chicken and we used to order the soups and then the waiter would go to the head of the table to that wicked aunt and she would ask them bachche log ne kya order kiya you say ye so aise kaam karo ye sab cancel karo make it 3 by 13 you know and then we used to get you know such little soup that by the time the soup would come to us it would evaporate you know so <laughs> then do 3 by 13 you hardly get anything you know so that was an angst within me so i remember many times i used to go i used to tell my mom i am not going if that aunt is going to come because we hardly get to eat anything you know <laughs> and and uh, so that was my first joke about how 3 by 13 and 2 1 by 2 and how this is so you know like the, i i always assumed that the waiter must be inside uh, the sorry the chef must be inside the kitchen just sitting with calculators and computer just con- computing these 2 by 2 2 by 1 by 2 3 by 18 and all these things combinations and just to see that the restaurant doesn't go out of business you know so that was my first set about this 1 by 2 how unique it is and yeah and uh, th- i remember that was my first set yeah but you know it's very interesting i grew up uh, in an environment uh, in karnataka and bangalore where we used to order coffee 1 by 2 in a in restaurant and uh, and one of the reason you did that was when you ordered one by two they never actually gave you half 
yeah yeah it's always you get more you get 1.2 1.25 so yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, 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 yeah. of it will be one and a half divided by 2 instead of yeah. 1 by 2 <laughs> so so that that and so yeah i so great so you never told me about your parents i mean you yeah so, so yeah my my uh, my uh, yes in this so my dad was also born in in bombay my my grandfather also was born in bombay because but my mom came from pakistan in 1947 during the partition and uh, so uh, uh, dad was also a bombay boy and uh, i think we grew up uh, he grew up in thakurdwar uh, and then he moved we moved to khar and uh, he was a businessman he was actually into the finance business the money lending business uh, you know film financing and hundi financing and that kind of a business for quite some time but that business in bombay automatically shut down close to 15 20 years back you know i think all over it was a huge business i used to remember even as great yes, yes. child yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, we had people uh, uh, different kinds of people you know you, if you wanted money you went to a money lender those days correct and actually you know let me tell you i mean this is something interesting so we are sindhis and within sindhis if you know there are you know sub communities so there are amils there are hyderabadis and we were shikarpuris and shikarpuris typically are money lenders you know like that's the thing they are money lenders and so it was like a you know my my grandfather was a, was a money lender so there was yeah so he was uh, 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 my dad was a money lender and but i think 15 20 years back his business sort of shut down and he started we got him into our computer business and he used to handle our finance and admin for our uh, business when we were running it so yeah he was he was a big help to us uh, yeah especially in calculating yeah, interest a lot, a lot of people won't know because uh, the way you can get uh, things on emi now the thing where you can uh, probably easier to get a bank finance or bank loan uh, 25 years back it was not the case yeah it was not possible you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and i i remember, i mean just for just to let people know that they used to give daily financing you know give a businessman money in the morning in the evening they collect the money back along with interest it was daily financing which i believe still happens in bombay in these small shoe stores and things like that you know where they want money in the morning to buy their goods by evening they do their business and they pay interest on the capital basically you know yeah. i mean but this are not there for a many time in, i mean my dad got out of the business long time back but these businesses are still sort of little thriving in down south and you know in 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 tamil in madurai madurai chennai and you know so these places it's still little bit there but it's a dying business because now you know finance is so easy to get uh, uh from the banks so let's uh, come back to your comedy uh, part of it and uh, so tell me the you you mentioned a lot of uh, your daughter's friends and have tried to get into comedy stuff right and i'm sure there are thousands of people i mean who probably will watch this live chat and will want to know uh, hey This is Atul Khatri's life. At 44, he managed to break the barrier, get into uh, comedy, and today he's a headliner. He started with three minutes and five minutes, and now he's a headliner. He performs shows all over the world. Uh, so, so you become sort of an aspiration for a lot of people. So, what is the tips? What is it that you tell them if you want to get into comedy? What are the three or four steps that somebody needs to do? Ha so first of all as i said earlier the only way to get into stand up comedy line is through an open mic you know there are open mics which happen all across india they happen in mumbai delhi bangalore pune chennai everywhere open mics are happening the scene right now has grown at one time it was really a very bombay and a delhi scene but now it's all over india 
so only way to get in this into an open mic write original jokes please don't copy jokes uh, you know you cannot take jokes from the internet you cannot take jokes from other comedians you cannot take jokes from you know comedians abroad uh, you know change it usko thoda tweak karke india mein indian ka tadka dala ke idhar chipka dalo nothing of that nothing because even though the the world is so huge but within the comedy circle if we come to know that a comedian is stealing jokes uh from anywhere he is automatically sort of thrown out of the business nobody will stop talking to him people will comedy clubs will stop hiring him other comedians will stop talking to him saying that he is a thief of jokes so we take plagiarism extremely extremely seriously and uh, so yes write original jokes and go on stage and perform and as i said our art is so simple and pure that if you're funny the audience will laugh because the laughter is a very very natural reaction you cannot force it even if I am your friend on stage, but I am not giving jokes. You will definitely not laugh. So yes, go on stage, uh, uh, perform these jokes. And other tip which I will say is, uh, uh, it's a very serious business. It's a very very difficult and serious business, the comedy business. Uh, uh, you know, uh, it's uh, a lot of youngsters come to it that hey, it's cool. You know, maybe I'll find women because they say women like funny guys and all that. Asam kuch nahi. It's a very very difficult business, and. Uh, Well, other thing is, please go and watch live comedy. One of the mistakes I've seen a lot of young comedians do is they sit at home, watch Netflix, watch YouTube. Uh, you know, never get out and watch live comedy, which is happening. Because what happens? You may have a, a, an American comedian as your as your idol, but understand that, that that American comedian has been doing comedy in a country uh, for the last eight, which has stand-up comedy for the last eighty hundred years. In India, the scene is just ten years old. Ten years is a very very short term. So. what happens is that uh, your your material has to relate to the indian audiences uh, you cannot you know come up with you may be a big fan of dark jokes but the audience also has to accept it so you have to be relatable so one of the things is come and watch live comedies what is the audience is laughing at what are the comedians speaking on stage and that's that's as simple as that and it's you know if your jokes don't work go back to the writing table rewrite your jokes again come back and try and let me tell you how difficult it is raj that you know world over to write 5 minutes of nice content you know killer content it could take a comedian close to 1 month you know because just at the most of the comedians worldwide have a special a one hour special every year which is really 60 minutes of content so if you break 60 minutes in 12 months it's exactly 5 minutes per month you know so uh it's a tough thing but it's very exciting uh, the dopamine hit the adrenaline rush uh uh the uh, you know you there's nothing which can you know compare it uh, uh yes maybe a rock star or if you're a part of a huge music band you get the same kind of thing maybe more but it's a great line and uh, yeah i think these are the tips i would like to uh, uh give people and also one small tip is people who are sort of working and want to get into stand up comedy one of the biggest mistakes sort of young comedians do is you know they hit the first one or two open mics they do well next day they go and resign from the job and say hey this is my calling you know i want to follow my passion but you know maybe uh, your second third fourth fifth open mic doesn't go well and but finally you need money to pay your bills you know survive in this world so luckily stand up comedy is an evening profession for four years when i was a ceo when 2012 i started in 2016 i quit for four years i used to do crazy time management multitasking i remember for at work i used to uh, You know, we used to usually wear a shirt and a tie and trousers at work. But I remember I used to always carry my jeans and T-shirt in my bag, 
and at 7 7:30 when office is so shut i should rush to my office toilet change into jeans t-shirt you know i just always i have a joke on that i've always felt like clark kent you know getting into his removing uh, his office clothes wearing a superman costume and going out to save the world that was the <laughs> feeling i used to get so yeah i used to i used to rush to the comedy club and i you have to give a lot of time to it you know and it go and attend shows watch shows take part in sometimes you know you have to travel a lot just to do 5 minutes of content you know like you will get a spot in kolaba comedy club so you have to go all the way from juhu to kolaba just to try 5 minutes of material you know because that's a time given to you so it's tough but it's highly enjoyable yeah so so for people who are working or who are you know want to moonlight it you know way of pros and cons see that after 2 3 years you're doing well in comedy or making money then only quit your job and get full time into comedy you know don't leave your job in the first instance get into it because i know a lot of my friends comedian friends who did that didn't do very well in comedy and now they're trying to get a job back and somehow you don't get the right job back again yeah okay. it's it's it can be tough so uh, so my question to you is when you thought of doing this uh, how uh, how well does comedy pay i mean from a from a financial point of view is it paying Yes, actually. So I'll just tell you what all, where all a comedian can make money. Obviously, is through public ticketed shows. So you announce a show in an auditorium, you sell tickets. You know, people come. You make money out of ticketed shows. Uh, we do a lot of private shows, a lot of corporate shows. Uh, then comedians are typically writers, so we get a lot of writing jobs also. So, you know, just to let you know, uh, IFA awards or some of these, you know, the film awards, the filmfare awards, where Shahrukh. or uh, 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 you know uh, arjun kapoor or they go up on stage or ranveer goes on stage and hosts the show you know they can if you see there's a lot of jokes and things like that they are written by comedians like uh, some of my friends uh, have written shows i have also been a part of some of these writing rooms where we write you know gags and things like that for these award shows uh, we do get a lot of branded work so some of us some of the comedians if you're if you're big on social media you get a lot of branded influencing work you get Uh, comedians i know have been working on movie scripts also uh, some of the comedians have their own web series and all on 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 ott platforms like netflix and amazon uh, yeah so there are various you know once you are there in the regular circuit you are good and again there's a lot of hard work to it you know so uh, it's like honestly i'm telling you i'm working more than i used to work as a ceo of the company here because now it's my own brand i'm the only one here and uh, so it's a lot of hard work but and if you are good if you are dedicated if you are honest to your work which actually holds true for any line of work you will do well interesting so uh i i had, I had some thought that had come to my head i'm just that's okay i'm <laughs> just uh, uh, so tell me uh now that you've been a headliner and you're doing shows all over and things like that and you mentioned social media if you're active on social media that's what you yeah, said yeah yeah uh, yeah I've been following you on social media. I follow your Twitter handle, and you've been very vocal about issues in what's happening in the world. Correct. Uh, so that's why I mentioned right at the beginning that you're very serious about what's happening, and then it, it you're funny, and you know, and some of your jokes that I've listened to, you also make us think. It's not just make us laugh, but you also make us think. So my question to you is: today in the in the Western world, you can crack a lot of jokes on anything. and get away with it right uh, what are the limitations that you find in india okay. 
so first of all you know uh, let me tell you as i said i started writing jokes on facebook and twitter or whenever twitter came but on facebook that was the first sort of since 2010 so i've been you know putting up jokes every day i put up three four jokes on twitter or on <coughs> on facebook and uh, i've been doing it since the last 10 years it's not in the last you know four years or six years or eight years you know i've been doing it since 2010 and uh, typically it's again as my inspirations were you know bairam contractor rana chudasma you know those are my inspirations where you just is a quote of the day and we live in india which is such a beautiful country where you have so many things to talk about you know i always tell people uh, people say where do you find your jokes i say open times of india you'll find four of those jokes every day you know there's so much material we have you know if our country is so beautiful so diverse there are cars there are communities there's bollywood there's cricket there is politics there's so many things you can you know find uh, uh, jokes on So yeah, so one thing is I've been doing it for a very very long time. It's like it's it's uh, it's like a I would say like a practice which I have every day of you know sitting and opening the paper and thinking of jokes and just putting up your thoughts basically your thoughts or an opinion. Uh, first of all, let me tell you, I think other than America, which has got complete absolute you know freedom of speech as if that's what we are talking about right now, that's very. I think they have they have the absolute freedom of speech where you know comedian or a, a host can go in the night and you know. Take digs directly at the at the at the at the at the president of the country, you know, or or even religion. I mean, I've been yeah yeah. yeah yeah yeah. They talk about everything, and really, if you really ask me, uh, that is that is how jokes should be. You know, Ricky Gervais is a very very famous comedian. He said that you can, ideally speaking, you can make jokes about anything. There's no topic because finally they are jokes. Uh, when we comedians write jokes, if we don't write it specifically, it's all yeah. Let's get up and come on. Let's offend somebody. You know. it's always a thought in your head which is which is there and you just you hit it you know if it hits well it hits doesn't hit it's a bad joke you know move ahead you know that's typically how how jokes are so first that is the thing uh, however more many countries around the world like thailand for example or dubai for example a lot of countries in europe also they also have that things like you can't talk about these things you know similarly in india also and india let me tell you what we have to be careful as comedians is that stand up comedy as a as a genre is very very new you know tell me i'll, I'll ask you raj a question uh, when is the last time you attended a stand up comedy show live stand up comedy show Maybe well definitely you... not in the last one one year for sure no, obviously yeah not one year but last when did you did you have you, have you watched a comedy show live where you paid ticket and gone to an auditorium and or a, or a comedy club and watched have you ever done it no i have done it but uh, not not in the last 3 years at least exactly So what happens is that lot of people in India have not watched our comedy. Now what happens is it becomes a responsibility of the comedians not to scare them. You know, uh, for example, I'll tell you I performed in Udaipur, a stand-up comedy show. It was first time in Udaipur. I was sort of creating history. First time in Udaipur, a stand-up comedy show was happening. There were three hundred people over there. It becomes a responsibility of the comedians to not scare them away from our genre of comedy. where they'll say acha ye hota hai stand so i can't go and hit them with absolutely dark jokes or crazy political jokes or crazy sexual jokes where they get scared and say boss this is comedy nahi nahi bhaiya humko nahi dekhna we are happy with you know what we are seeing on tv so it becomes a responsibility of the comedians to do it as far as an opinion is concerned see i am a citizen of the country i am 52 years old i have a opinion about whatever you know if every somebody day. if somebody does well i will and i read newspaper every day i mean and this is a practice i've been doing for last i don't know 25 years where every morning 8 to 8:30 both me and my wife 
we have this time where we don't talk to each other just with a cup of tea we are just you know sharing pages of newspaper with each other and going to the entire newspaper and uh, and that's a good habit because as a result of which i don't rely too much on tv on my news which today has become so toxic that you cannot rely on tvs as in as a source of news so newspaper for me today is the is the primary source of news and i have been reading the newspaper i have my opinions on it and i have been saying it earlier you said your friend circle when facebook came out as a platform you said it over there or twitter is there you say it on twitter what do you feel about it somebody's done good talk good about it somebody's done bad say bad things about it you know and also what happens and here i'm getting slightly political and saying in absence of currently in our country where there is no opposition you know it becomes every citizen's responsibility you know to as much as possible to try it and become an opposition and say say your voice if you feel what is going right what is going wrong say you know and i and i don't rely on first news doesn't that it's, you know what happens you're also i see you on twitter very active twitter mein kuch ho jata hai i don't react immediately i wait i read what is happening and next day maybe i may react or put up a post on that what i genuinely felt has happened you know it's not a first thought or some crazy reaction to sub the tide is talking this way chalo let me also go this way. no 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 it's not that you know so yeah so that that's when it comes to you know uh, uh, you have to be political and in our country you cannot be a political any longer now you have to take a side or you have to have an opinion i'm not saying take a side i'm i'm not talking about polarization here but i'm saying have an opinion and also you know one thing there was this very great movie in pandemic came out on netflix called the social dilemma you know which gave me yeah. a very good lesson is that what is happening is today in rajas if suppose you have a liberal mindset or i have a liberal mindset you know typically if you start you know facebook and twitter and instagram will start showing you only those same your like minded thoughts those posts coming up and up and up again echo chamber yes so you are just continuously and you are not listening to the other side at all which they could be right also you know so actually and social dilemma said that in the end the summary was that don't only follow your thoughts follow also the opposing thoughts so you will get both sides of the story so after that i started following lot of uh you know the other side also to just get a balanced view of what is happening and uh, see that you know i am not to uh, 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 you know uh, alienate or i am not to polarized in my thoughts so that's typically what i do you know yeah something very interesting is that that as a as a citizen you can't be a, a political you don't have to take sides but you can say speak up and say what is right and what is wrong absolutely have you I, yeah it's 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 a responsibility as a citizen to question every anybody you know Uh, have you have you had any yeah, because you know one of the challenges that is there now and i've seen that is when a lot of stand up comedians have got into trouble because a video clipping or something goes viral and you know and then you got trolls and you got all kinds of uh, you know in some cases even uh, firs and things like that right yeah yeah uh, have you ever got into any trouble <laughs> No, so first of all, I mean, most of these people you're talking about have been, you know, have been targeted for their religious jokes, or sometimes jokes which have been honestly taken out of context, and people have just made a political issue about it. Uh, you know, uh, the thing is that first of all, I don't write from beginning. It's not now. I've been doing comedy since last eight years now. I've never written a religious joke because I don't want to do it. For example, I don't, I don't do fart jokes. You know, I don't like it. I don't like it. You know, I as a human being, I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, uh i have never written a religious joke uh, you know uh, see but raj let me tell you aaj kya hai na problem is that a person can get offended 
by anything you know yeah yeah of course i can say it's a beautiful day in bombay today still i'm telling you i'll tweet it right now and within one hour there will be some eight guys who will give me bad words and say sala tu idhar aa yahan what is the delhi mein pollution kitna hai you guys in bombay enjoying you know you say anything you say the most beautiful thing people will anyway take it out of context because ye you know you know god has given android and apple and you know jio has given 4g so everybody has got this super computer in the hands you know where they can you know put their opinion also throw stones at you you know and uh, forget me you know big big people have got trolled you know <laughs> i mean i am nobody in this ecosystem but uh, i have never because my jokes really don't go there i it's i'm a comedian my job is to make people laugh i do put up my points in a very nice you know you know it's like क्या बोलते हैं सांप को मारो भी लेकिन लाठी न टूटे यू नो दैट्स हिंदी मुहावरा फॉर इट बट सांप भी मरे लेकिन लाठी न टूटे सो यू कन्वे जोक्स इन अ वे दैट पीपल गेट द पॉइंट विदाउट इवन प्रॉब्लम नेमिंग द पर्सन और नेमिंग द पीपल यू नो सो एंड इट्स अ स्मार्ट वे टू डू इट इट्स नाइस वे टू डू इट एंड आई ट्राई माई बेस्ट टू यू नो स्टे अवे फ्रॉम because it i personally don't like it I, and let me tell you again once again i'm telling you no comedian you know maybe some of the young comedians today want to get into light limelight or something they may want to you know quickly rise to fame so they say oh chalo let's come on very hard hitting political or religious joke i don't know that maybe that's the thought process no yaar i'm in this game for a wrong run i want people coming into my audience to enjoy and go not to really offend and no comedian today writes jokes sitting on the writing table and say chalo yaar chalo let me offend somebody you know people to anyway get offended you say whatever so yeah so i that's not my style actually so what are the challenges you face because uh, you know you can't keep creating new content all the time right a lot of your content must be uh, library content which i would assume which mm-hmm. probably you change it over a period of time uh, but with social media and things being there so do you restrict audience from not taking a video or things like that how does it work yeah so typically what happens is that uh, unfortunately in the comedy space what has happened is more and more now thanks to social media whenever you announce a show you'll get at least 10 guys saying sir i watched you 6 months back are you going to repeat any of the same jokes you know <laughs> i ask the same people when you go to an arijit singh concert and if arijit singh will not sing channa mere abhi which he sung 4 years back or 3 years back you are going to throw stones kisne channa mera nahi gaya which is a, you know and probably that lyrics you know better than arjit singh now today you know so musicians get a very different thing i know comedians sorry singers who have been belting out kishore kumar songs and mohammad rafi songs since last 20 years even actors saying the same dialogues uh, okay maybe <laughs> but uh, no i but more in terms of and i say listen even when i write a joke now even my my joke is like an anand bakshi lyric it's got a long lasting value so come back again you and i i asked them very ke tumko kaam dhanda nahi ke you watch me 6 months back you still remember my jokes you know you don't have any other work you know so i i, I watch johnny liver sir 2 years back i'll still go and watch him whenever he comes back again because i love him as an artist you know so whether you follow the jokes or whether you follow the artist that's very important but yes uh, having said that i think every comedian as i told you right in the beginning our biggest challenge is to keep on churning out new jokes uh you know and uh, but yes i usually we recommend to our people is if you watch the comedy any comedian if you watch me russell peters bill burr dev chapel veer das today and you watch him again after 6 months 
maybe some of those jokes may be repeated he'll have a new fresh set plus some old set but if you watch the comedian again after maybe a year year and a half you'll maybe get to see a new 60 minutes you know got it okay as comedians also we are this is a line so we have to continuously write new jokes better our writing skills you know better the topics we are talking about and yes we don't allow people to record our sets because this is intellectual property this is you know we work very hard on these jokes we don't want you know today what has happened thanks to the stupid smartphone everybody can sit in the auditorium and remove your you know video and put it up on their own youtube page we we restrict that rightfully restrict that so who is your famous comedian your favorite comedian so uh, as from childhood my favorite comedian was uh, shri johnny liver i remember when i used to go for work uh, i used to have is you know that time we used to have audio cassettes in our car and uh, after 45 minutes the audio cassette used to automatically reverse and you hear the next side i remember his cassette used to be there inside i think for months that same jokes you know and i remember i mean uh, i can still if johnny liver sir performs those jokes i'll still go and watch them i'm such a big fan of johnny liver sir uh, raju shrivastav a lot of these people in the indian laughter challenge comedy challenge which used to come on tv uh, internationally the first comedy set which i watched was of eddie murphy uh delhi this which is i think in netflix now uh i'm a big fan of uh uh, uh russell peters uh, uh and uh, in within my coming current contemporaries a big fan of veer das because veer puts in a lot of hard work in the line he's probably one of the most hard working comedians today uh, and there is somebody who we look up to uh and raj not to be really politically correct but i know how tough the line is so any comedian who can go up on stage and make people laugh i really respect them you know because i really i genuinely know how difficult it is today to make people laugh in a live show so yeah so i think lot of lot of lot of comedians are there and they are they are growing every day uh, one thing which i wanted to tell you was you know earlier our stand up comedy genre was a very english urban niche you know bombay city metro city kind of audiences but now thanks to geo the last 3 4 years you know you have comedians coming from within the you know uh, i would say from the rural areas from meerut from you know jalandhar from ludhiana from these other small small cities and their stories are beautiful and it's also becoming in different languages today you have comedy in punjabi marathi you know tamil telugu uh, and it they are so because one thing you to realize our languages are so rich you know uh, Uh, uh the hindi or telugu some of the words are so rich which in english will never just sound correct you know they have to be said in that in the native language so that is the next the new wave which we are seeing today and where uh, you know we'll see and that is really really growing and I, it's a very very nice and welcome change actually and uh, you do yours only in english or you also do it's it? actually english i it's mainly english but i do a lot of hindi in it yeah i uh, I am a Sindhi, but I don't know how to speak Sindhi. Uh, but maybe it's somewhere in the bucket list to do like a ten twenty minutes set in Sindhi, just to just to improve my own uh, Sindhi speaking skills. Yeah. Great, Atul. I mean, I, it was fabulous, fabulous speaking with you. I mean, uh, thank you, Raj. I know I didn't know so much about comedy and how tough it is. It all looks very easy. You sit in front of the television, or you uh, go to a play and you laugh, and you come back, and uh, you know when the joke is not great, you actually say, "Oh." बेकार जोक है बट यू डोंट रियलाइज प्रोबेबली नाउ वेन आई गो टूमेडी क्लब और वॉच कॉमेडी एंड इवन इफ आई डोंट लाइक इट आई मीन इफ आई डोंट एंजॉय द जोक आई वुट से आई डोंट लाइक इट इवन इफ आई आई एम श्योर माई रेस्पेक्ट फॉर कॉमेडियंस हेज गॉन अप ट्रेमेंडसली ट्रेमेंडसली आई नो हाउ डिफिकल्ट इट इज बिकॉज इवन वेन वी डिसाइडेड टू लॉन्च टीवी कॉमेडी शो 
so we know what the problems are one of the biggest challenge for even broadcasters yeah for jc is the yeah comedy i mean getting comedy right is a is you get it right then magic happens but yeah. otherwise it's a, it's extremely challenging it's not easy especially one before point and especially in jc where uh, you know on tv uh, where you cannot say half the things we are privileged on stage we can say things i know on on tv you cannot say <laughs> Now, 80% of things which we say on stage. So there, it is more difficult. In fact, you know? in fact, if you go back, actually, there was a lot you could say. There used to be a show called Movers and Shakers, you know, Correct. years ago, and uh, uh, Shaker Suman that time. Yeah. He used to crack jokes, and he used to, you know, yeah, yeah. the political. And before that, uh, Jaspal Bhatti show on Doordarshan. Can on you imagine? Doordarshan, yeah. Which is the which is the government controlled TV channel? He used to go and make fun satire on the government itself. You know, exactly. You know, different so departments. Yeah, that's that's the change that I've seen, which is very sad actually, because you know you would have expected us to go forward. and we are we have actually gone backward to that extent uh, and raj sorry to say now even the ott platforms are coming under that same uh, you know umbrella or the same uh, thing of censorship where uh, uh, they have been you know we've been told that you have to start censoring yourself even on ott you know yeah. so okay but then that's a good thing if you want to hear the asli thing then come for a live show pay tickets and come for a live show <laughs> yeah i mean uh, yeah it, it's how, how we look at it right we'll yeah. from a positive prism that's uh, but fantastic amazing speaking to you atul thank uh, you raj thank you for this opportunity and pleasure to meet you nice. hopefully we'll bump into joe one of these days <laughs> yeah, we should we should once once uh, yeah. the vaccine uh, we all get vaccinated and we are right. all free to go out in the physical world and meet people we'll definitely catch up see you raj thank you so much we'll take care thank you so much take thank care you. thank you bye bye see you bye bye Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this Sochcast. What is your Soch? Send us your comments on our Facebook page and Instagram page. It's time for you to do your own Sochcast at Sochcast. Apni Soch, duniya ko sunao. Sochcast.